This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One shot of fun, one shot of chat, one shot of humour. Add the ice cubes of good times, put it in the pot of the internet and shake it all around until it's all mixed up and pour yourself a nice long glass of the off-menu podcast. Merry Christmas! You've ruined it. Why do you say Merry Christmas? Huh? It's not Christmas. This is not a Christmas episode. It's, it's currently July and it's baking. Why are you saying Merry Christmas? I, I thought I did quite a good intro and then you've said Merry Christmas. What does that add? You know why I've said Merry Christmas, Ed. Oh, because it's, it's our Christmas in a way. Yep. Tidings of comfort and joy to you, Ed Gamble. Right, I, take, I take it back. I do feel Christmassy now. This is the big one. The big one. Our Santa Claus is here. Yes. On the Off Menu podcast, where we welcome a guest into the Dream Restaurant and ask them their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink. Not in that order. Not in that order, actually, especially at Christmas time. And our special guest today, our very special guest, the guest we've been trying to get since the beginning of this podcast is Ainsley, Ainsley Harriet. Harriet. Ainsley Harriet, an absolute legend, a British institution of cooking, of entertainment television. He is a huge part of both of our mm. childhoods, I think, James. Or a, Massive. A, a firm fixture on the TV, and what yes. a guy. What a personality. No disrespect to any of the other guests that we've had on this podcast, but you were all just ways to get to Ainsley. That's all you ever were. We booked you on the podcast just so we could show Ainsley Harriet that we had a good format and that we could talk to any old idiot. And now we've got Ainsley Harriet on and it's Christmas time, baby! Christmas time! We quit. We quit. Now we've got Ainsley. We Audi. Benito, you're fired. (laughs) We're hiring Ainsley as the producer. Yep, and we quit as well. So I hope you enjoy Ainsley's 
podcast next week. He's not on it, he just produces it. Yeah, he just produces a podcast, so who knows what this is going to be next week. Yeah, but there silence. you go. However, maybe he won't be the producer if we have to kick him out of the Dream Restaurant. James, if uh, we have to kick week. Ainsley out of the Dream Restaurant, I'm going to be so upset. I'll, I'll cry a thousand Christmas tears. It will be the worst Christmas ever if we have to kick Ainsley Harriet out of the Dream Restaurant. But hey, yeah. if he says the secret ingredient, which is an ingredient that we deem to be gross, then we have to kick him out. That's what we did to Jade Adams. And the secret ingredient this week is... Sammy, Sammy sardines. sardines. Sammy Sardines. We've, of course, done it in the style of Ainsley. Yes. Uh, of Susie Salt, Percy Pepper. Um, Sammy Sardines. Yes. Sardines. The, uh, oh, the sharks of the sea. The sharks of the sea. That's what everyone's saying. So many bones in those things. Oh. It's not right, is it? Well, how can something so small have so many bones? Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed that many bones if you're small. No. And what are we doing trying to eat them? It's too much faff. Too much, I don't get anyone who doesn't have a problem with bones in fish, that doesn't mind it. It eats around them. I hate that. Ugh. The whole thing is just such a pain. I hate the feeling of fish bones in my mouth. Mm-hmm. It's when I, I do, do you know what? We've never talked about it on the podcast, really, because no one, rightly, no one's ever chosen Bony fish with bones in it as their, yeah. in, on their dream meal. There's some fish that it works okay for. You can, like, they come off the bone quite easily. But yeah. those, like, sardines and all that. I had bonito <laughs> once. Do you know bonito is a fish? What? Let me, let me say, it's not great. Oh, no surprise. No. Small and bony? No, it's massive. They're massive. They're a bit like tuna. Uh-huh. But then the, the meat's not very good, and then there's so many little thin bones in there. In fact, it's exactly what it would be like to eat the great bonito. It would, wouldn't it? The meat's yeah. no good, and he's full of little thin bones. Well, if Ainsley says uh, Sammy Sardine, and I'm looking for specifically that. I don't know about you, Ed. Oh, if it's Sammy Sardine, he's out. If it's sardines, we can talk about it. We can talk about it with him, and we can just let him yeah. know. Look, we said we'd kick you out if you said Sammy Sardine. Yeah. You said sardine. Did you mean to say Sammy Sardine, be honest? <laughs> and he'll yeah. say yes, and then we'll get it okay, out. he'll admit it. Yeah. yeah, I did. I forgot. Ainsley uh, has a new uh, book out that we will tell you a yes. little bit more during the episode, I'm sure. Uh, and then we'll mention it again afterwards. Good Mood Food. Good Mood Food. Uh, I pronounce it Good Mood Food. Well, it's I'm like, rhyming the whole thing. You're, you're writing the whole... Yeah, I suppose. Okay, Good Mood Food then. Good, yeah, either Good Mood Food or Good Mood Food. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks great. It looks great fun. Absolutely. looks brilliant. Ainsley Harriet, mate, my hero. Yeah. It's out next week. I'm excited. Yeah, Good Mood Food is, is out next week. I mean, there's loads of fun, tasty recipes in there. Uh, I'm reading the thing now. There's things like beer battered fish and triple cooked chips. Lovely. Chicken kia with tarragon and lemony beans. You know, this is all good home cooking stuff. It truly yeah. is Good Mood Food. Yeah, it absolutely is Good Mood Food. I can't wait to eat all that Good Mood Food and put myself in a good mood. So, let's all get in a good mood and welcome to the Off Menu Podcast. <gasps> Ainsley Welcome, Ainsley Harriet, to the Dream Restaurant. Mm. What a place to be. Oh, look at the genie. Look what he's got on <laughs> Welcome, today. Welcome, Ainsley Harriet, to the Dream Restaurant. Oh. We've been expecting you for some time. Well, I didn't even rub the lamp and you popped out. <laughs> <laughs> Very eager, eager. <laughs> impetuous and eager. He's a very premature genie. Oh, I love it, yeah. love it, love it. Genie, you can literally, anything anything that I command, you can deliver. I can deliver it. And it's a good point. No one's ever pointed out before that no one ever rubs the lamp. I just yeah. covers it straight out. No one ever rubs it. Mm, 
Well, if you, if you, if you rub it, it's kind of, it's, a, it's more of a personal thing, isn't it? It's a yeah. real kind yeah. of, as you rub it, it's your, you own it, if you know what I mean. Sure. That sure. sounds a bit, bit uh, twisted, really, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess, if you I rub guess it, you own this it. genie, mm-hmm. if you, it's not a case of you rub it, you own it. Because this genie lives in the lamp and is not owned by anyone, but chooses to live in the lamp and pops out when he feels like. Oh, right. Yeah. If, if you rub, if you rub it, it's just for fun. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm tethered to the restaurant. It's not your rubbit. You own it. If you rub it, it's just for fun. Yeah. Makes me want to go to bed. Really. I, <laughs> I dream of genie. <laughs> is that your favourite genie? When you think of genies. Yeah. Is I dream of genie number one or is Aladdin genie? I kind of that, because I'm uh, uh, of that generation where we did fantasise a lot more. Do you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And literally, you read books and you, you fantasised about what you were reading and you mm. put your imagination would run wild. Where well, I remember that great hit, uh, Video Kill the Radio Star. Yeah. As soon as people started putting pictures and animation or real life acting into something, you lose something because they're telling you how you should think mm-hmm. as opposed to your imagination class. Mm it and thinking, no, this is where it takes me. This is what that song does for me. Yeah. And I think it's the same with you when you rub the old lamp and the genie pops out. <laughs> we have different imaginations of uh, what we like. Yeah. Do you come out in a puff of smoke or do you just come out? Uh, however you like, really, actually. Yeah. It, it, this is your dream restaurant. This is yeah. your dream meal. So if you, if you don't want any smoke at the meal, I can tone the smoke down and make sure it doesn't come out the There's lamp. There's no smoke without fire, is there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Flaming lamp. Gene, Gene, let's just now, I know we were talking about the power of the imagination being better than actually seeing what's going on, but I really wish everyone listening could see what happened there because Ainsley really went for a little old dance. I, that did. I love that little bit of shake of the shoulder. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, lovely Elvis. I'm very excited. How, how, how are you visualising the dream restaurant, actually? Like, um, um, like, what is your dream restaurant setup? I think the dream restaurant setup is uh, kind of something which is quite colourful. I think, you know, we are in the heart of Brixton, uh, just off Electric Avenue. This is a Electric Lane, and it's got a nice vibe around here. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, colour, lots of diversity, and uh, kind of makes you think, yeah, this is a t- it's relaxed, relaxing on the eye. Because mm-hmm. I think what it is, it's about... You can tell by the way people sort of paint their living rooms and stuff now. And, you know, we, we are moving into an era of, uh, uh, of colour. Mm-hmm. You know, we, lo- we like a bit of vibrancy. Yeah. And you can see when you watch TV commercials about food, my new book is all about colour in the food, getting colour in the food. It, it kind of, it gives you, it's kind of, it, it's, it's almost, t- we talk about titillating the tongue. It's all about... Titillating the eyes a little bit mm-hmm. if the colour's right. You know, I don't like too dark. I don't like when you get in some. You know, those when you get into a lift in New York, and you yeah. can't even see to how to press the button. What yeah. floor? It's so fucking <laughs> dark. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. so dark in there. If you want to get in and have a snog, that bloody CCT cap is not going to pick up a bloody thing. <laughs> well, if you start getting a dark, bit fruity, right? you start rubbing it. You get the old yeah. genie out. You rub, <laughs> <laughs> you rub it. You rub it. You rub it. Yes, <laughs> do not incur my displeasure. <laughs> <laughs> 
You mentioned your book as well just there, yeah. um, Good Mood Food. Uh, good Mood Food, yeah. Happy about that. Happy about Good Mood Food because uh, I think all what we've gone through, it's, uh, it is about giving stuff, uh, you know, or doing stuff that just reminds you a little bit, makes you, or put, more importantly, just puts you in a good mood. Yeah. You know, I think food can do that. I think sometimes we can get very sort of bored with it, but if you, if you put any little imagination into it, and we have so much choice now, don't we? Mm-hmm. <gasps> when you walk out there or when you pick up your phone and you want to get one of your delivery people in there, we are sport for choice. It's not just an Indian and a Chinese now. It's mm-hmm. every conceivable nation's cuisine. He gave me grapes early, and I keep coughing up bits yeah. of skin. Benito, Benito gave uh, yeah. Ainsley a plate of grapes. Yes. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. they were... Were they seeded, Ainsley? Or? Oh, well, they're seedless, but right. they've, uh, they've seen better days. So what happens is oh. the juice starts to dry out a little bit in the yeah, grape. Yeah, yeah. You can see that. Yes. And it's a little bit brown. It's, it's still delicious and juicy. Sure. Um, but, uh, no, so I'm squeezing it instead of rubbing it. So now. Yeah. would you... <laughs> would you... Yeah. <laughs> what you like? Don't rub the grape. <laughs> Just eat it. <laughs> you, don't, you don't own it? You don't own it. Would you describe this plate of food that Benito gave you as good mood food? Be, on, be honest. Be honest. Well, I'll, be, I'll be perfectly honest with said you. worse think, things about him. I think looking at our, uh, our producer, I think he's probably got a few healthy bones in his body. Because mm, yeah. look what he's bought me. He's bought me a plum. He's bought me some rather nice cherries, um, mm. grapes. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, there's a, there's, I'm I mean, yeah. Again. I mean, it's, the thing is, is that you were saying you got, you were you still getting bits of grape from when you ate it earlier, and then you put a grape in there. <laughs> uh, well, I was just showing you the juice, and yeah, once yeah. I saw the extraction of juice, I couldn't help but you suck have to it. Eat it. I yeah. had to. Yeah, I had yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and the coffee's pretty crap too, but we yeah. don't care. It's bad uh, coffee. We don't care. Do you know what? We've become snobs, haven't we? We've become snobs. Look Do you know, if I went around my mates as a kid and someone gave me a cup, I'd be happy just to get yeah, a cup yeah. of coffee. Free now coffee. we've become complete snobs. Yeah. You know, we're all sort of turning into the that, that kind of Australian barista people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just say, oh my God, the, the milk's far too hot. <sighs> you know, they, they've got to have the perfect temperature. Yeah. It's got to be ground and the, everything's just got to absolutely come out the way. Uh, it, it, it should to make the ideal cup of coffee. I'm not entirely sure. I think sometimes you're just in a hurry. Uh-huh. Life is just about, you know, whisking it together. As mm-hmm. uh, Was it Mr Bean who did that thing where he well, put the... Well, we don't talk about him on this podcast. Really? Yeah. <laughs> did he give you nightmares as a child then? As an adult. <laughs> he, did he not rub your lamp hard enough? Like, no. <laughs> it wasn't his lamp that he was rubbing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We always start off, still or sparkling water, Ainsley? Do you know what? I don't really mind, but I will say that I'd probably go down the still route, but what I will absolutely insist on is no lemon or no cucumber. I mean, I just can't understand. If you, if I want a finger bowl, I'll ask for one, you know? What <laughs> yeah. I, mean? I do not need the acidity or anything in my water. I just want water. Yeah. And if people really know about water, I've been uh, with some people of water concerns. You know. mm-hmm. I don't, you know, water's water to me. And yeah. they, but when you are with them and you start going through there and you, you haven't got plastered from the night before, you haven't got tobacco breath or something like that, um, you can actually taste the difference. You know, there is a, it's, it's quite subtle, but it's there. So why would you ruin it with lemon? And if you go, especially if you go a bit of fine dining, we are talking about going to mm-hmm. the proper restaurant for proper food. <laughs> um, you, uh, you know, you just want water. I don't want anything yeah. with it. Cucumber, loads of slices of cucumber and mint floating in it. Why? It's horrible. Just 
plain old water, glass of water, beautiful glass. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes a, that really starts off the meal properly. The glass. They call it spa water. That have you had that before? Where they put mm. even in like the big water cooler, they'll put cucumber in it and mint, and they call it spa water. It makes me think of it's like all the water that's run off from the baths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're drinking all the water come down from someone being sluiced down. Horrible. Ooh. Just to ruin it even further just, for you. Well, I, know, well, I just imagine, uh, I just like to think where you go to. <laughs> the grubby little boy, oh, isn't I he? know he is. He likes a bit water. of sleuth water. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you like, sir? Some sleuth, please. <laughs> <laughs> what <Well>, sleuth? <laughs> you said beautiful glass. Yeah. What you're imagining there when you imagine a beautiful glass. I'm just imagining the correct weight. I, d- I, can't, st- I can't stand things which are just uh, flimsy or, or, or just... just a glass should be... It's, it's the first thing you actually do is when they arrive, you arrive at a restaurant, they normally come, isn't it? Before your drinks, mm-hmm. you might have had a cocktail before. But if you get a beautiful glass that's put down... I don't mind a little bit of colour in the glass, just a sort of tinge, but just a nice glass, good weight. Mm-hmm. It just sets you up. Just, like, resets you, ready for the meal. Like, you're ready yeah, to go. Yeah, it, 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 it's almost like buying a house and walking in there and they're baking potatoes. You go... <laughs> It just gives you that, oh, what a lovely home. You haven't seen... Is that the best way it, to sell a house, this baked well, potato? Well, it used to be. I don't know. I've done, about that. I've done it for a while. But apparently, if you go in there and something's cooking, it gives uh-huh. it that homely feel. Yeah, I've heard, you know. I've, I've heard that with bread. I've never heard it with... Potatoes. But with baked potatoes. With baked potatoes. But yeah. that would work for me, I think. Yeah, well, Walking you know, yeah. Baked ba- 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 potatoes worked. Bread would have worked. But I suppose when I was at my peak, when I was uh, probably in that way when you kind of think, right... Buy and sell. Do you know when you get obsessed with buying and selling? Yeah. You buy it and then you kind of do it up, put paint over that, you know, <laughs> cover that up. But water for me is, yeah, that's, the, that's how things start off. And then we move on to the... Uh, Poppadoms or bread? Yeah. <laughs> Poppadoms or bread, Ainsley Harriet? Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms or bread? I... Uh, a sucker for the bread, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for the bread, and the worst thing is, is when the bread is warm. Oh God, you know. The worst thing being the best thing. Yeah, the wor- yeah, because it's when it's warm, it's just you just you just want more of it. Yeah. It really is. It's uh, you know, there you are talking about. I mean, okay, talking about bread coming. You know, when you walk into a house, can you imagine mm. being given that bread? My mum used to make her little hard dough bread or something, and she'd take it out of the oven and. Just put the butter straight on it. It was the most wonderful, luscious thing ever. So when you go to a restaurant, you get those warm rolls or something like that, mm. or just a nice selection. You know, you go to one of those posh places and they have proper bread, mm. proper. You know, you get a bit of sourdough. It's been souring up for three or four days. Oh, it's, it's really sour. got the flavour. Yeah. It's sour, and you put it in your mouth and why <laughs> that tear sweeter? Oh. <laughs> what are you imagining on this selection at the Dream Restaurant? What's it? You've got a bit of that sourdough. What, what else is on there, warm bread? Uh, warm bread. Um, do you know what? If the bread is right, um, you know, I know you can get lots of fancy butters with lots mm. of rock salt in it and some mm-hmm. of the bit of chilli and some of the this and that, and I mean, go on and on and on. If the bread is right, do you need much? You know, it's mm, kind of... True. There's so much flavour getting in there. And uh, I think this is sometimes what spoils it and why, even when I think of my favourite foods... It's kind of straight down the line. There's not too much going on because you interfere with it too mm-hmm. much. There's too, you know, it's a lovely piece of bread. Yeah. Maybe a lovely olive oil or something like that. And just a little bit more rock salt because, as my, my, my late father would say, me like me salt. <laughs> and, you know, when you just, just put a little bit more salt in yeah. there, you know, fuck the arteries, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
it's, I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah. It's like if you like something like that and it gives you that much pleasure, well, go mm-hmm. for it. Now, famously, you always refer to salt uh, as Susie Salt. Mm. But when it's rock salt, does the first name change? Is Rob, it Robbie Rock? Rob, Robbie Rock Salt? Reginald Rock Salt? Robin it, Rock. It doesn't feel good to call rock salt Susie Salt. That doesn't feel no. right to me. Susie Sling Your Hook. Yeah, Susie, go away. Me no want you no more. Me already with Robin. Them rocking some more. Oh, rock and salt. It make you feel so good. Woo, woo, woo. I said, a rock and salt. Susie, you ain't no good. Do, 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 do. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Good oh, answer. Poor good Susie. Answer. Great answer. Poor old Susie. Poor, poor She's Susie. Had her time. It's all about well, Robin. Well, yeah, but what goes on top of Susie's salt? Percy Pepper. Pepper, yeah, yeah you, you boys have been educated properly. Good education, that's all right. Every afternoon when I got home from school, yeah. ready, steady, cook, straight on the TV. Love it. And can't cook, won't cook. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I used to love a bit of Can't Cook, Won't Cook, too. I think they're uh, these nostalgic programmes. They were, they really identified. They touched a nerve with people, you know. They connected with people because, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Ready, Steady, Cook, that came along when... Uh, um, I remember the uh, Fern Britton, who was the most wonderful presenter. She's now busy away writing children's books. or I'm not even sure if they're children's books, but she's brilliant at anything like that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, she, uh, they wanted her to do something on ITV. She said, well, I'm just doing this little programme on the BBC at the moment called Ready Steady Something, Ready Steady Cooking or something. And I think I'll, I'll, it'll probably go away in two or three weeks because <laughs> nobody wanted any cooking programme in those yeah. days unless your name was Floyd or Franny or Fanny or something yeah. like that. You just didn't get the gig. And, of course, Ready Steady Cook came along and, um, you know... There we were, 16 years yeah. later, still kicking ass. You know, it was yeah. it was really it was really something. And uh, Fern was there for the first seven or eight years presenting it. Then I came over and uh, came back from the states and took over and loved every minute of it. It's a bit hard. Mm. I felt a bit like Kenny Dalglish having played for Liverpool, then become a manager. And you've <laughs> yeah. got to be, you know, suddenly. <laughs> More responsibility. Well, I know more and, responsibility, holding yeah. it all together. Yeah. You just want to have a great laugh with your mates, cooking yeah. food and frying it up, adding a bit of Susie salt and <laughs> Percy, Percy Pepper. Pepper. Percy Pepper. <laughs> and of course, um, you're then having to kind of uh, massage the whole show, you mm-hmm. know, keep everything going. And, uh, it's a different skill, keep, I guess. Yeah. It's a totally different skill, different set of skills. Very, very different, but great. You know, what yeah. a you know, what a buzz, what an energy. It's almost like us going to work and think, ah, what's gonna to happen today? Yeah. And we'd like a little bit of that. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you take any souvenirs from the show? I'd have been tempted to take home like, you know, one of the red tomato boards, one of the, boards, cards, one yeah. of the I don't, I'm getting framed in my house. Yeah, I, I might have one or two <laughs> I might have a little um, ready steady cook uh, mug, you know. Yeah. You're a mug, one of those. <laughs> I've got a few of those at home. Um, um, because you didn't win. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a f- few bits of uh, one of the memorabilia. Ovens. I wonder what happened to those off. Because you know, when a program ends, you wonder what happens yeah. to the equipment. Mm. You know, you have your van or whatever it is full of all your equipment, and then the team come along and they bring everything out and get everything ready for the show, um, and then it's all packed away again. Yeah. You know, you work solid for three weeks, making three or four shows a day. And uh, crack on and... Uh, were, you, were you doing three or four of those a day? Yeah. You must have been knackered by uh, the end absolutely. of the show. Absolutely. 
Because you, th- you threw yourself into every show energy-wise. So. Yeah, well, you do, because um, it's a 4.30 in the afternoon. It's what people want to see. They yeah, want energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get home, you're feeling a little bit flat. Uh, feel a little bit, yeah, a little bit flat from school or... You know, everyone's feeling a little bit. So to have that kind of energy and that magnetism, yeah, definitely, and mm. the fun, and then giving you ideas about what you're gonna what you're gonna nosh that night. Yeah. How <laughs> exciting is it? Well, you know, yeah. thinking, yeah, I'll have some of that. You know, <laughs> beautiful. For a day, though, did you start to regret the decision to go high energy when you realised you had to do four a day? <laughs> have you ever done anything for a day? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you gone red? <laughs> Get back in your fucking lamp. <laughs> it's high time someone told me to do it. Finally, someone said it. Yeah. <laughs> Did I regret for a day? No, you know it was uh, it was the gig. Yeah, and yeah. it was um, and we could do it, and we'd got pretty slick. But you know, um, when you are when you're in the zone. Mm. And when we're all cooks and we've known each other for a long time, that show's well established, mm-hmm. you just get into it, right? Here we go yeah. again. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Really Silly Cooks. Joining me, Anthony yeah. Walt Thompson and Brian Turner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then we go in, we interview the guests would come along and uh, people were genuinely excited. Mm-hmm. And I actually missed, I think that we be- all became a little bit obsessed with uh, having celebrities, you know, on the programme, mm-hmm. whether it's A, B, C or D grade celebrities, it didn't matter. Yeah. They were on the programme, they were enthusiastic about cooking i used to love the general public Mm. i used to love when people used to come from a little town in devon and start talking about their gooseberries or something (laughs) like that you know and then you could find out some information real people yeah Mm -hmm. and there was something really wonderful about it because uh, there's something about the public Mm -hmm. something really quiet and that's when i think i was or still am because i'm still making programs at my best when you're just meeting people They've got less of a guard, a guard up, I guess. <coughs> yeah. They're less worried about their sort a little of bit shy. image. Yeah, you know, yeah. you've got to bring, the, bring, bring them out. There's something, there's something really human about that. Mm. We all are to start yeah, with. Yeah. You know, you're a little bit guarded. Oh, my God, a camera's pointing at me. And look at us now. You know, we are. But you think about our parents, petrified. Oh, am I looking all right? Now there's a camera everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, while we're doing this, there's cameras. It's, it's part of our life, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we just accept it. We get on with it. Well, let's get on to your dream meal. Yeah, Here we hey, go. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> your dream starter to yes, begin with. Yes, um, uh, is, is this a, from a specific place or is it a general dish? I what? know. Do you know, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, food. It's so seasonal, so peopleish. I thought that was your choice for a second. Just yeah. Oh, impressive. well, it could, it, could, it could have been. But, um, you know, it's about company and stuff like that. There's so many different mm. elements that make your meal a happy meal. When I think back, uh, you know, what do I love? I certainly love the idea of beautiful soups. I think, you know, as a starter, a fantastic soup is great, but it does encourage you to tuck into all that lovely bread, mm-hmm. you know. But my, I think one of my favourites of all time was a tuna tartar mm. with a citra caviar sat on top. Wow. A little sprinkling of diced avocado and chive around it. And I think there was some caramelised kind of chili rings just placed delicately around and the, the real beauty of a starter like that is that it's slowly consumed mm-hmm. you get a few of the do you remember the old bath oliver biscuits i don't think you no, see them very much oh there was something called bath oliver and they had the, a real crispy 
crunched to them and they, they were just weighed enough too. They didn't sort of disintegrate when you put them on a plate and you spread something on it. You know, a lot of crackers just yeah, crack yeah. away. And it's quite delicate. And I remember just eating that because it's a slow process mm-hmm. and you're putting, putting a bit on, then you put a little bit of that on there and then you, you eat it. See, I mean, it's almost like normally with a start or soup, everything just eat, eat, eat. But when you slow everything down yeah. and you bite in and then you've got to go back again, the whole enjoyment just just goes mm. up, 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 up and up because it's uh, it's it's so pleasurable. You keep going, but oh, oh, a little bit more of that, a little bit more of that, instead of that big one big hit that you get. And, of course, uh, and you know, it's like, uh, I prefer um, beluga's great. Beluga's mm. are also more expensive. But when you get it right, when you can get your the right caviar and the right blend and everything else, it, because it's so rare, you know, I, mm. I haven't had caviar, certainly with lockdown. I, I don't think I've had caviar in a couple of three or four years yeah. now. Uh-huh. But when you tears it, when that sturgeon lick your tongue, <laughs> <laughs> and when you... Get your, your tongue and you push it onto the roof of oh, your yeah. mouth uh-huh. and you burst those little pockets, those little balls, and and then it just sort of just kind of spreads around your, your mouth and all the different flows. Oh, I just love it. I love the bursting thing. Some, yeah. some people can't bear it. My fiance, mm. she can't, she's like, I can't, it's horrible. Why would mm. you want to burst something in your mouth? Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely do. I love the. The Japanese, like the Tobiko, oh, uh, the really big orange balls. Yeah, 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 and yeah. You get those, and they're like basket. They're like basketballs, basically. Mm, really? Push them to the roof of your mouth, and blammo, <laughs> done. It's quite nice. Explosion. Blammo. Blammo. I, I love. I, I like blammo. I love blammo. Yeah. I love. Uh, I love blammo. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's going out with the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. <laughs> he might be. Orange balls. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> why not? Blamo. 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 <laughs> Where did you have this dish? My first uh, experience of it was at the Four Seasons in New York. Oh, lovely. Um, and it was very, very beautiful. And uh, me and my agent have this wonderful connection because uh, the worst thing you could do to Ainsley is hand him the wine list. Uh-huh. And I was, uh, I was out there and they were kind of, you know, trying to make me feel good because I was going to do a program out there, which I did. Yeah. And, uh, and lived out there for a while. But... And we had this fantastic Pinot Noir that I ordered, and it was just blew us away. It was fantastic. You don't get that opportunity very often. Mm-hmm. People want to show off, and you can really try something. Because we often see a bit of expensive wine on the menu. You don't go for it. No. You normally turn around and say, look how much they're charging. <laughs> Fuck me, there's a 500-pound bottle of wine on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you have those type of situations. But to add, add, kind of say, God, that would just be brilliant. And you've, you've had it at some tastings before. Uh, you know, when I was involved in work in the hotels, used to go and uh, meet the sommelier and stuff like that. They used to have these tastings down in the cellar. And some of them, they, you know, they buy wine down. They'd say, well, no, won't be ready for four or five years. But they buy it yeah. and mm-hmm. just put it and lay it down. But sometimes you get the little connection, you taste, oh, and um, I'm not a connoisseur. I'd love to be. I'd love to be able to have that palate, that be, being able to identify with something. And I'm pretty good. You know, I know a cheap bottle of wine. I know it's really good. Medium, up to about medium, up to about 15, 20 pound in your, your store. Beyond that, I'm not very good. Mm, uh-huh. It's hard to really, there's really so, detect. I mean, there's so much to learn, isn't there? It's like crazy yeah. amounts of great, great varieties and all mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, and, and, yeah. I, and I puff a bit late at night, playing me backgammon, a few, few scotches with me mate, or yeah. take out a bottle of uh, bottle of rum. Say, yeah, man, <laughs> I need some of that. <laughs> yes, no, them cigarettes straight. <laughs> 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 I don't want to hear that. Anyway, um, and it's it's so 
and it's it's so lovely because you know you, you you can appreciate it but when you get to that other level as i said i don't understand it i just i really would love to be able to because it's uh it's beautiful isn't it something mm-hmm. that's you never you never regret your extravagances <laughs> do you know when you go and you bought something you mm-hmm. never regret it you might talk about it you might look at your bank account and go, mm. <laughs> but the reality is you never really regret it because it's your pleasure yeah mm-hmm. it's something that you've given you you know anyway so uh this this meal's taking bloody a long time <laughs> 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 no, it's perfect we're loving it so we've got the, ch- the tuna the tuna, yeah, the tuna and the that, that's the four seasons, the four seasons in, new in uh new york and um beautiful i love the decor i loved everything about it <laughs> I love the company that I was with, uh, a guy called Gelman, mm-hmm. who was uh, one of those people that nod a lot before they answer. How are you? And it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Do you know, do you know those Tell nods? Tell us about Gelman. Yeah, yeah, yeah Gelman. I want to hear more about, about Gelman. Gelman. Uh, yeah, Gelman's yeah, yeah. biggest frustration was that he had the most wonderful view over New York because he lived on the 48th floor of an yeah. apartment in New York up on the west side. But the only drawback is that unless you got out early in the morning, like you left at six, it could take you half an hour to get down because wow. the lift would stop on every floor. Oh, People don't realise that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have this fantastic view when you get out there. He said, got to get your timing right. <laughs> Otherwise, your whole day's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and you can imagine... Can yeah, you, that wasn't a nod. That's a nervous you, twitch from being in a lift too long. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, I'm, I'm terrible when someone jumps in the last minute when the yeah. doors are closing and they put their arm yeah. there. You feel like Muttley, didn't you? Yeah. Really pissed off that the doors have opened again. And then suddenly, you know, uh, it, it takes a little bit long because they stop on another floor and you have to wait. Can you like standing at the back of an elevator and waiting for all that time? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. uh, I, I don't know, would you take the stairs, 48 flights? I mean, it's. Down, I'd do down. Yeah. I wouldn't do up. I'd try it. You'd try it at least once, see how long that takes you, right? Mm. Gelman, Gelman must have tried that. I, I don't know if he did. He was quite fit, though. You know, yeah, he's quite yeah. fit. He, um, I sent I once said to him that I needed a massage. He goes, "I know the." I'm nodding here. I know a good guy, right? And he yeah. sent me around this guy, and he turned out fucking muscles. He was carrying a bag. You know, they walk in with their with their bag, and they put everything out. And they've got the lovely, super soft towels. But then he started on me. Oh my god. <laughs> It was so strong, so yeah. powerful. You know when they push down, yeah. and you feel every yeah. bit. I mean, I was, I was much fitter then, but you just feel your muscles and everything. And when he left, I could hardly see him out the door. I just walked really slowly and closed the door and just lie there like that. He just stretches everything. They're so powerful. Mm-hmm. Their hands are just so. That's all they do. You know what I mean? They'd yeah. be fantastic yeah. at needing a a bit of dough or something like that. They're just. Yeah. Their hands were just amazing. Well, Ainsley, this is the dream restaurant, so if you want the bread that we've already brought you to have been kneaded by a masseuse. Ooh, very well. Nice. Yeah, Gelman's yeah. masseuse. Yeah, Gelman's masseuse, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, done, done. So, GMB, Gelman's masseuse. <laughs> Come to GMB, Gelman's masseuse bread. We need it the way you like it. <laughs> Your dream main course. <sighs> Do you know what? I looked at this when uh, you guys crossed me and said, you know, uh, your favourite main. And I went back and forward and I thought, God, I've had some amazing things. But, you know, the thing that 
kind of identifies with me more than anything else is food that is really succulent and luscious and you want to go back and that's my slow cooked lamb mm. oh, yes lamb we're talking about you know getting some nice big flavors here and one of the things i love to do is i like to get crush up the garlic with a bit of anchovy mm. and people think it's going to taste really fishy you know when you push it into those you make little pockets and you're beautiful and mm. it's all about the quality of the of the lamb you know spend a little bit more get something and the fact that you're slow cooking you might be able to get away with a cheaper cut here, mm-hmm. actually, but I like the idea of the leg. And I just make these little pockets, little knife, make these little incisions with the garlic and the and the crushed up, and you make it into kind of a paste, and you put it in with the anchovy, and you push it in there, you know, and you get that. Everyone thinks you're going to push it in. It's going to be really sort of fishy tasting, but it's not. It just melts mm-hmm. into the meat, and you're cooking it for at least four hours. Yeah. You know, and then um, when you've done that and you know that it's cooked, you remove the foil. We've got loads of other flavours going on there too, you know. And we're, not, we're not just stopping on the garlic and anchovy. And then you pull off the your foil c- covering because you also cook it with stock. That's the secret of a slow cook. You must keep introducing a little bit of moisture into it. It kind of steams away. Then you remove the foil pop it back into the oven and just let it kind of crisp and up. Turn the oven up to about 220, so nice high heat, and just finish it off 15, 20 minutes. Take it out, let that rest. Boy. That's so good. Bring on the cauliflower yeah. cheese. <laughs> That's what they say. Yes, man, push it on this side. And oh, I just love it. I love food like that because I just keep going back again mm, and again yeah. and again, you know. I don't want it too delicate. I'm talk- we're talking about one's favourite food here, one that you sit down and you rub your belly and you look at your shirt, there's a few drips on your shirt just to remind you of how succulent that was and mm. how hungry you were to yeah. get it into your gob, you know, a few <laughs> so drips down your chin and stuff. It's my favourite way to cook as well, proper slow cooking, where you can put something on in the morning mm. and the smell fills the house for the whole day oh, leading up to isn't it. Isn't it just mm. perfect? Yeah, it's the best. Isn't it just perfect? And people know it too and... Uh, it's so comforting. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It really is comforting. My mum used to do a lot of it. She used to do more than so much slow cooking. She used to do a lot of marinating. Mm-hmm. So I can remember every time we opened up our fridge, one of those fridges with the big handles used to clunk like this, you know. It, used to, mm-hmm. it was almost like an old car door handle. Anybody of any age would understand what I'm talking about. And every time I opened it up, this fridge, the, it was just, even though she was covered it with uh, no cling film in those days, it was wet, uh, wet greaseproof paper or wet damp cloth that went on top of it Mm. you know and the smell and you know and this is this is why I kind of I love it that kind of you know always all spice was always in there you know that wonderful combination of cinnamon and nutmeg and clove and black pepper all of those kind of things and it's no surprise you know that I've grown up with wanting to kind of add introduce flavors to things Mm. because food can be a little bit bland but when you get it right (laughs) I went down to Ed's house recently Mm. and he was making pizzas all day uh, for for everyone and he made a pizza where the topping was slow cooked lamb and anchovy oh wow it was yeah it, it worked out pretty well actually yeah, really yeah, yeah 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 it's a bit, a bit like the old pulled pork well. or something yeah, like exactly, that you know because i did the lamb the day before for yeah. like six hours shoulder and then it just it pulls apart like pulled pork i know and just it's lovely on. It's you so strip good. it and you put it down and people really enjoy it don't they? yeah mm. there's something about it and you know it's a bit 
It's a bit caveman-y, really. It's yeah, back, yeah. Perhaps it takes us back to how we used to cook really, really slowly. You know, when you you go out to sort of Oz and they, you know how they take the roux, the kangaroo, people out, the, out in the wild used to dig this pit and then they fill it with bits of wood and stuff like that, set fire to it. And those hot flames, then they'd put the roux, uh, kangaroo on top, take all the, burn off all the fur mm. and, stuff like that, and they'd be able to strip that off. And then when those embers died down, all the fire and everything really died down, they would then take the meat, throw it on top, and if they did have salt or anything, they'd just throw handfuls of this stuff. Then they'd take the soil and put the soil back on the top and they'd go away for two days. And they'd come back and they'd dig it up and that thing and that would be was cooked, so cooked, tender. Okay. Can you imagine that? It would just be... I can't, because the only other time we've heard about that was a previous guest on this podcast <laughs> called Joe Thomas, who yeah. tried to do that with a lamb and absolutely fucked it, Ainsley. It was, really? it was yeah. awful. He ruined it. He ruined yes. it. Yeah. Do you know, do you, I think what it is is that you've got to get the embers right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to have enough of that. These are, you know, we are talking about one of the oldest civilizations, and they probably knew how to do it. I yeah. think your mate probably put it in his back garden. We're no, talking. Yeah. Well, the thing is clearly doing it, you know, in, in, outside in the bush in the correct environment for and it. And it's super heat. dry. And like whereas, you say, generations of doing it, knowing how to do it. You know, yeah. Joe Thomas, Joe Thomas did it in Soft Touch's back garden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, uh, a local mum called Soft Touch, and um, <laughs> she let them do it in the, in the back garden. And uh, him and his best friend, who at the time was uh, someone's dad that he knew, so a much <laughs> older man buried this lamb in the back garden and then when it came out it it was raw came out exactly as it went in but it smelled of blood <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah it's pretty disgusting no pretty did, he, did he, was there any embers in there was there any fire in there was any yeah meat? but they put some wet hessian sack in there and that uh basically put the fire out so basically what they did is just buried a lamb in a hole yeah and then dug it out again and it was very disappointed yeah, yeah. they exhumed a lamb basically i wouldn't give yeah. him a job in my restaurant no. I'll tell you <laughs> no, i wouldn't he wouldn't get it was like to wash the pots. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound very no, clever. No, no, no. I but just... if you want to bury a roux or something mm. like that, we can put you in touch with uh, with Soft Touch. Yeah, really? She'd let yeah, her, yeah. She'd let you do it in her garden. We, yeah. we, would you want to bury a, a roux in Soft Touch's garden? I turn into Gelman then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. in my head thinking about it then. Yeah, Would I like to yeah. bury something in Soft Touch's garden? Yeah. I've got to meet Soft Touch first. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if you met Soft Touch. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That lamb sounds absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah lovely. Absolutely Thank lovely. As I said, I do like a bit of... Uh, cauliflower cheese. Well, should we move on? Let's. Is that going to be your dream side dish? I probably say that is my dream side dish. Bring on the cauliflower cheese. You know, cauliflower yeah. cheese. It's it's one of those that even my son's girlfriend, who you know is not sort of that fond of dairy. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. No, <laughs> I thought you were going to say she's not fond of you then. <laughs> The, the, the way they went to that, oh, who is uh, not fond. that fond of me. Oh, no, 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 I love her, love her to death. Yeah. I, I really like all my kids' uh, partners, actually. Uh-huh. Which is really, it's a cool thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's that's kind good. of really, really like them, even though my uh, my, my Maddie's uh, boyfriend is a Spurs and I'm an Arsenal fan. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, I yeah. like Trish. I like the bloke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that he. Loves my daughter, uh, loves up my daughter. It's okay. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so that's okay. Yeah. I did tell him first time I met him that I said, if you mess with my daughter, <laughs> you're not going to be our role. Just kind of, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Like, you know, they've been five years. What a weird day in that guy's life. Oh, yeah. Ainsley Harriet just said, if I mess with his daughter, I'm not going to be around. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But think about it, he's, 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 he loves going to the gym, he's got all the... Oh, right. And he's as big as a... Yeah. Know, yeah, he'll yeah. He'll probably take me out in one. Yeah, you'd need to, you'd need to be packing like a, ha- a, ha- a Harry Hammer or something. I know. <laughs> but you would keep coming back if you're the dad, wouldn't you? It didn't yeah. matter how many times they're going to knock yeah, you down. Yeah, yeah. Keep on you, getting you, up again. You, yeah, yeah. You used yeah, to do four shows a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the rest. Yeah, and yeah. Get home and do the cooking and do the gardening. Yeah. Hey. yeah. <laughs> and I've got to rub the lamp after that. Ginger, let's just go. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so, so the colour <laughs> Yeah, cauliflower, yeah. Cauliflower, I do like a bit of choufleur polonaise, which is the cauliflower with all that sort of, uh, you know, that crumb and the garlic and the Mm. pasta and everything. I think uh, with the polonaise, if I'm not mistaken, I think you you actually chop up the egg. You've got Mm. some egg, boiled egg, hard-boiled egg, and you kind of, you chop it up fine or you grate it. And it comes, and it's lovely, and it's all, all mixed in, and that goes on top. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of buttery crunchiness, which I like. I love textures. Mm. I think textures are really, really important. So I do like that. But cauliflower cheese, as I said, it's just, just, just works, doesn't it? And people, yeah. people just love it. And if it's baked right, and it comes out, and the cauliflower, you know, you don't want it too hard, though. I don't yeah. like when you go to a place the cauliflower is too, too firm. Too, it should just be able to go into your mouth, and it goes along with you beautiful slow roast lamb and, and some of those tray juices just drizzles on the top mm. there isn't it lovely it's yeah. done a lot for cauliflower as well cauliflower cheese sure. people who don't like cauliflower mm. will eat cauliflower oh cheese. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah huge yeah. even a good soup creme du barry my old french training creme du barry it's a cauliflower like a cream cauliflower soup barry's cream uh du barry all right du barry creme du barry and it's uh 
and it's lovely. I love it. I love the texture of it. I love the flavour of it. Mm. I mean, it is that kind of slightly bitterness, isn't it? There's a little bit of bitterness yeah. in there. So you need to enhance it. You need to add something to it. But why? Lovely. Love it. Love it. Love it. Ed told me before you got here something that I didn't know about you. Is it the Calypso twins? You've seen oh, the yeah. double act. Oh, double yeah. Act. Yeah, because still, I don't know, know if you know this, Ainsley, still on the wall of the comedy store and mm. I think up the creek, mm. there is framed your old publicity shot yeah. of you putting your finger all the way through yeah, the double yeah, partner's yeah, head. Yeah. Still, they're still up there. Oh, so wow. every comic who starts like, is that, is that Ainsley Harriet? Was he in a double act? I know, they're fantastic. <laughs> I first started doing that when I went to, oh, I think we went on a train journey me and my friend Charles an old school buddy that I'd known since still one of my greatest friends lives out in Australia now we uh, went on this tour Eurorail uh, Euro I think they called uh-huh. it do you know Eurorail and you go around there and we were playing all the well, every time we went into these uh these uh, kind of squares and stuff like that. And we're talking about a time when there was no Euros then. Everybody, you know, the Austrian had the Austrian shillings, the mm-hmm. Italians had the Lero, and the French had the Franc, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, and there was a Swiss Franc. It wasn't like Euros for everybody right across the board. We went off and did this kind of performing in these squares. And of course, we get all this money in a hat. And then we go and sit down in these fine restaurants. We loved our food. And then we pay with all this change. <laughs> stacks and stacks of coins, you know, pennies and what have you. And the bloody, you can see the weight of people looking at us, throwing the eyes in the air. But um, it gave us an opportunity to kind of perfect our skills a little bit. And we came back. We went and uh, did an audition down in Covent Garden. Uh-huh. Uh, he was teaching at the time, being a school teacher. And there's me working in uh, one of the nice hotels in the West End. And we come together on a Saturday afternoon at 2.30, 3 o'clock to perform on the cobblestones of Covent Garden and get, you know, the equivalent of the money that we got there. <laughs> wow. Which I'd have to work all week for that. And we did it wow. in you know, half an hour. What, what was the act? What was the Calypso Twins act? Uh, the Calypso Twins act was a great act. We'd, uh, we'd used to sing. He was, from, he was Greek. Uh-huh. And, of course, I was Jamaican. And uh, so we'd write... Um, well, here we are again. Whoa, we come to sing and we don't, don't, I really know why. And there's a time again. Whoa, the rhythm music will make you feel so fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I am a Greek man. He's Jamaican. Cultural differences stood in our way. I can remember when we both used to say, hey. Where's my mango? Where's my moussaka? <laughs> I like a liquor rum and mead red scene. Bob Marley, Nana Mascuri, complications and a constant fury. Well, uh, well, here we are. <laughs> Oh, it's great that you still remember it. I can, oh, I can see you click into muscle memory there. As well. I know, I know. I, I did a Gelman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Full Gelman it. You're absolutely, you're absolutely Gelman. So did you, did you do the comedy clubs as well? Oh God, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. We did the uh, we did the comedy store. We did lots of jongleurs. Yeah, because mm-hmm. jongleurs was the big club at the time, and. Uh, we used to go down to the, uh, oh, what was the one that Malcolm Hardy did? So the Tunnel Club was before Tunnel that. Club. Yeah, yeah, Tunnel yeah. Club was uh, Malcolm. He, he, he ah, tragic death, wasn't it? Fantastic yeah. the way yeah, he went yeah. there. Yeah. He, was, uh, he used to get a boat and he used to live across the, the lake. Yeah. And he got so pissed one night, he got in the boat, fell in the river. Yeah. That was the end of it. And, it was every, and all the comics that got together mm-hmm. was just the, the humour and everything. The way we embraced the love of Malcolm Hardy and only Malcolm could have 
done that. Falling in the water, you know. Sadly, no one was there. Missing. I remember Joe Brand telling a story about him uh, in Edinburgh and he was doing his show and there was a reviewer in who'd given him a really bad review. And he said he was going to do a magic trick and he asked the guy to get on stage and chose the reviewer and said, sir, would you join me on stage? And gave him a plank of wood to hold. He said, right, just hold that with both hands. And then he kicked him in the balls. (laughs) 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 Well, my favourite bit is he used to say, in or out. And he'd say, in or out. And, of course, he'd take out his... uh, Do the joke with his testicles out. Yeah. Or in, so... But... It, 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 and they were massive. They looked like eggs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he, in or out, he'd say, in or out, oi, in or out, in or out, get, get him out, get him out. <laughs> and he'd take him out and he'd play a harmonica with his... <laughs> with all, <laughs> just like, my God! And it's so bizarre, so weird. And this really is... Uh, this is what comedy was all about. People mm-hmm. talk about alternative comedy. That's what made alternative comedy. Yeah. It was the bizarreness of it. You didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So when you did Calypso Twins, Ed there, he really loved it when you said the, uh, was it He Like a Mango, Me and Moussaka? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I love that. Was yeah. that always the big first big laugh of the set? Would that always get a big well, one? I kind of, uh, I think there was loads of different things. There was, uh, sometimes we'd just walk out onto stage and uh, every crowd was different. And so you walk out there and you just have a bit of bit of fun. Mm-hmm. You wanted that first laugh. It's like everybody, it's like... You know, it's like a footballer wanting that first touch to be assured and then to lay it off. Or yeah. that rugby player to catch the ball perfectly and be able to lay it off. Just little things. The first first thing that you do, then you kind of feel a little bit, right, I'm up for this now. Yeah. So that first laugh was important. And uh, I used to do various things. I'd walk out there and in the time everybody was still sort of putting the old gel or, uh-huh. you know... Uh, or the uh, Brill Cream or something, yeah. and I'd go back and I'd look at a guy, mm, I see you found more than one use for KY jelly. <laughs> you know, and he was, <laughs> you know, and, they, and they'd be a little bit shocked, but he'd get a little bit of a laugh, yeah. and it'd get us into the rhythm. Dream drink. Yes. Dream drink. You've you've already hinted that you like a you like Pinot a bit of wine, but you rum's got a mention as well. I do rum, like yeah. a Pinot Noir. Whis- yeah, me like me rum, I me like me whiskey. Uh, if I'm out with my agent, it's going to be a martini, gin martini, mm. Mm. extra dry. And I didn't know what extra dry meant, you know. But what they actually do is they put the vermouth on top of the ice, and they shake it, and then they pour the vermouth on, and then they they put the gin onto the ice then. And then they pour it out, you know, so it's it's, see, it's really, really dry. It's just a hint of it. It's just touched it. Yeah. I don't know what happens to that vermouth, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it goes in there. Four olives, no twist of lemon or anything, no mm-hmm. lemon. That Again, lemon is a, a killer. Yeah. Lemon. yeah. With their lemon you hate skin. lemon. Well, no, I love it. In, in the, you know, it can in the right you, you've slagged yeah. it off twice. You know, you talk about like a strawberry daiquiri or something like sure. that. Yeah. Strawberry daiquiri, what do you got? You've got your loads of ice, you've got your strawberry on top, you've got your lime juice, you know, two limes, one lemon squeezed on there, you've got your sugar on there, you've got mm. your rum on there, little bit of a uh, little bit of soda water and you pour it out. My God. Oh, was that the blender? That's I what? thought Donald Duck was making it. <laughs> I'll give you Donald Duck. I'll give you <laughs> Cheeky boy. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, Bucks him. Boy. Bucks him. Lick him, yeah. man. Lick him. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway, um, Martini's but, a great choice, though. Martini mm. is, I think, when you walk in and you want it, it's uh, there's something very clean about a spirit drink. Mm. People who really like uh, a drink, they're normally the spiritus. Mm. They're not the uh, beer and stuff like that. You can do loads of pints, and he's just, you know, you're just swelling up, and you go in the loo all the time, and you don't know what you're weeing, really, quite mm-hmm. frankly. But it's um, and nothing, nothing wrong with that. But the real drinkers, the spirit drinkers, very steady, and quite often they don't get completely plastered. If you know what I mean, they're just they're very steady with mm-hmm. it. Uh, and I think there's, I, mean, I know a few people like that, even some family members. My uh, <laughs> my, my uncle Alan, who's still alive. Uh, Uncle Alan used to come round all Christmas and birthdays and stuff. What would you like to drink? Said vodka and orange door and tell the wife. <laughs> and he put it she thought he was drinking orange all the time. Yeah, vodka and orange door and tell the wife. <laughs> <laughs> and our penny went wrong. Oh, I'm loving orange juice. Oh, yes, I'm always drinking orange juice. No wonder him so fit. Don't tell the wife. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of vodka was in there. It was wow. unbelievable. <laughs> but talk about that generation and uh, uh, old people. Mm. Uh, I don't want to really let you go today without talking about Hello Jill. Why, hello <laughs> Jill. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, poor Jill's checked out now, you know. Bless her. Oh, OK, well, I didn't know there that, fair enough. And there was me and, uh, of course, Alison. Um, yes. And then this little lady sitting in between us on the sofa. Do you remember that? Scene? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, Greg James we, just wet himself laughing. Not only do we remember it, Ainsley, we talk about it. I'd say at least three times a week. It's my favourite. My favourite thing to watch on YouTube. Um, I love the way that you come into the room. Really? Uh, yeah. And you sneak past the door like that. And you close the door behind you. Uh, that, 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 that's funny. And then. <laughs> Hello, Jill. I do remember that. And they gave her a brand new TV. Oh, she was so small, wasn't she? Yeah. And she was there. And there's me out in the kitchen, in Jill's kitchen, and trying to make her this surprise meal and stuff. And I'm going for it. And every drawer that I open up, there's a packet of fags in there. <laughs> more, more, oh, importantly, more importantly, there's about three or four packets that are empty. Do you know those people? Just <laughs> They think, I might be might find something in there one day. Yeah. And they've got these empty packets. Every time I'm looking for something, I go this one. I go to the bottom one, open it like that, and it would be like something like Sobrani or something like uh-huh. that. You know, weird fags yeah. that you only smoke at Christmas. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> bless her. Uh, I love an old lady who smokes. Yeah, oh, great. My great grandma. We we bought her a nighty for her birthday once, mm-hmm. and the next time we went over there, the nighty was on on her bed and had a massive. Fag hole burning, <laughs> and we didn't know she smoked. She's like, Oh, yeah, she took it out when she was 75. We just have a cigarette in bed every night. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying, the most Brilliant. dangerous time to have a cigarette. Oh, I know. <laughs> the only thing that would have made Hello Jill better is if I she know. was smoking when you came in. And the I know, I know. <laughs> she did sneak off for a fag. Did she? she did, she did. Good. Yeah, yeah, bless of course. Her. She just liked petrified. her little fag. She, she went nerves. off of the garden when you know, when there was a break, you know, we'll be you know, you send it back to Eamon and Ruth yeah. in the studio. She's off having a, a, a little fag and little brownie fingers. <laughs> Fantastic. Why, hello, Jill! <laughs> she had no well, idea what was going on. Let's, let's talk about that moment, six, Ainsley, because, like... Four black men. <laughs> talk about that moment, because you're outside of Jill's... You're waiting to come into Jill's living room. Yeah. Um, they've handed you a frying pan. Yeah. Um... Did you know that you were going to deliver it like that? Did, I was had it no it? idea. You, you... I had no idea. Because they're standing there now and then they go, they go, wait, 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 wait
go, go, like yeah. that. There's, yeah. there's all the signs, you know, you have all the kind of people yeah. standing on the side, then you go in because they're now the camera's in the right position. Yeah. And uh, I think Alison has got Jill to sit down. Yeah. So it's kind of, it gives me an entrance. Yeah. And when I walk in, I want to piss myself laughing. <laughs> because Alison's about four times the size of Jill. <laughs> she, she, she's, she's, she's nearly disappearing. Like, why, hello, Jill. <laughs> and Alison's looking at me and I'm looking at how we're looking at this is a good gig. <laughs> Let's get on to this. It's a dream dessert. We've rounded off the meal. What are you thinking? Do you know, hard to get to dessert because mm -hmm. I'm so, uh, as we've explained throughout this, it's um, when you have all these interesting little bits that come with everything and more importantly, if you get the correct type of bread at the beginning of the meal, it really does. It's just it's it's, it's seduction time, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You just give yourself over to it because it's so so beautiful. Um, but if you do have room for a, a, a dessert, even though I'm a, I do like a little bit of cheese, but we've already we've okay, already oh, done oh. the cracker thing. Yeah, yeah. We've but feel free if you want cheese no, for dessert. No, 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 Bread and butter pudding. Ooh, oh, lovely. Now, um, the late, great Gary Rhodes yep. probably did the finest bread and butter pudding oh. ever. It was, uh, it was unique. He, I think he was the, uh, one of the early chefs that cooked it in a bath. So it was, uh, you know, it's got a bath of water, so you sit yeah. down. Yeah. That's not what James was imagining. Yeah, obviously I was imagining right? a, a bathtub. But, like, yeah. also, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw... On TV, Gary Rose cook, making a bread and butter pudding. Like when you said that just then, yeah. it really triggered a quite a vivid memory of, yeah. what, of watching it on TV, mm. and it and it be, looking so good that I could taste it watching it. I remember it being a really like Gary Rose, one of the first TV chefs oh, that I watched, yeah. and uh, and like really found engaging. I love the way he used to speak and like the, just the tone of his voice, the yeah. ASMR actually in a way. Yeah. Gary Rhodes. Yeah. But like, yeah, bread and butter pudding. Don't reduce yeah. it to your yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. Okay. And he had hand, and he should put that in there, the flavour and all that and he used yeah. to give it all that yeah yeah and he kind of uh, he released he gave the uh, it, i think it's one of the first sort of young chefs that came onto tv that just inspired the youth out there i think oh i look like i've got spiky here i could do mm. that yeah, do you yeah. know what i mean yeah, 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 it yeah. wasn't that set thing and he didn't have that straight chef's hat on mm -hmm. he kind of just took us in another direction and uh he was enormous, and um, his agent, Borrow, who's a friend of mine, you know, we often talk about him, and, um, you know, it was... Gary just set standards, which is unbelievable. I think just towards the end, it became a little bit like... Um, food started to change so much, and people became a lot more relaxed. It wasn't all about that ideal presentation, yeah. the casualness of it. Mm -hmm. But if the produce was good and the flavours were right, it really didn't matter. But his bread and butter pudding was to absolutely die for. A little bit of creme anglaise. Mm. I don't mind if it's just your straightforward old British custard. Uh -huh. But a creme anglaise kind of complemented it, I think. Um, lovely infusion of vanilla going through it. And, uh, you know, just a, a nice creamy, rich texture. But 
did you need it? I don't know if you needed it. Mm-hmm. Because that bread and butter pudding with a little bit of slight brush of apricot glaze on top mm. of it was just oh. like, it was just sublime. I don't know about you, I, I, I find it really satisfying, that the idea of a hot pud, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was doing my, uh, my <coughs> Food We Love series, and I, one of the most popular things on there was my um, strawberry coconut sponge. Oh, yeah. You know how you got, you got to school, you got that sponge? Yeah. And they put the... Cut, they put the strawberry jam on top of it, excuse me, and then they sprinkled it with the coconut. Mm. And you just have a wedge of that with a bit of custard. Yeah. And it's just it's just so satisfying, especially mm. in winter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But uh, Gary's BB pudding was just like... Um, it's, it's just like... You've gone somewhere else while you're thinking about it. Yeah, I because it was... I, I, he's, he's, I'm getting emotional now. He's, he's, yeah. a, he, he was a mate, yeah. you know, and yeah, he was... Yeah. Um, and he was a bloody fine chef, and he had a... Uh, yeah, we kind of miss him. And yeah. He went too early, and the company that I'm working for now were f- actually filming with him at the time when he, he checked out. I went to his hotel room and had that bit of tragedy. But, and I did the, uh, the lovely um, thing, f- you know, the farewell, that lovely... I voiced over the, uh, you know... Yeah. I narrated that show just to say, thanks, mate, because he was um, special. Especially even though he supported Man United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a gooner. I know you're playing better football than us. I don't care. <laughs> so with, 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 um, with those TV chefs, at the t- would you go around each other's houses for meals then? Occasionally. Um, it's quite difficult because, uh, you know, the industry, especially when we were all at our POM, um, ready, steady, cook stuff, running restaurants, mm. we're doing stuff. We're going from one place to another. When do you have it? Uh, the only time you do it is when you go to their restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they come out and they sit round with you when most people have gone home. I remember something like uh, when I go down to Rygate, see my mate, uh, the dining room, Tony Tobin, who mm-hmm. was uh, mate, still a pal of mine. And we'd go there and I remember George Best being in the corner because he lived in the area having his thing. And mm-hmm. he'd be the last one staying in there. And mm-hmm. we'd go over and have drinks with him and uh, yeah. late, late, late and... Uh, that's the time you got to see them. That's the time they could actually switch off. Yeah. But to actually go to their homes, I think I uh, one occasion I went to Gino's house, Gino De Campo's house. Mm-hmm. I um, even though uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay's my neighbour, he literally lives across the road. I don't think Gordon's there very much. He's made right. such a success of his life in the states mm-hmm. that he goes out there. Now I went out for meals with Gary and many of we went out. You know, you're used to cooking all the time. You want to go out and let yeah. somebody else do it. So did Gammy make you the bread and butter pudding ever himself or you got it from his restaurant? Uh, no, you'd have to... No, I have to go to his restaurant. Yeah, yeah. have to go to the restaurant. It's, uh, I never actually went round to his amazing house in Kent. Yeah. He had this fantastic house in Kent, but then he went to, went to live in Dubai. And, wow. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, let's... On, on a positive note, yes, his, his dessert was... his. Food was fantastic. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I do. There was a few chefs I go to their house, but some of them you wouldn't probably know. Uh, I did go to Anthony Ward Thompson's house. Oh, uh? yeah, I did go to his house on many, many of occasions. Yeah, I imagine that to when be he's quite a small Henley. house, like a hobbit. Because house. he's <laughs> <laughs> so because he's circular small. door. Yeah, and, and Ainsley's got to stoop to get in like Gandalf. Here's a question: no, no, no. Who's who's bigger, Anthony Ward Thompson or Jill? Yes. Good question. Very good question. Bigger is definitely AWT. Yeah. AWT. Yeah. Bigger than Jill. Oh, he's bigger than Jill. <laughs> he's bigger than Jill. I mean, Jill was tiny, wasn't she? She really... <laughs> she was both, tiny, but... 
Do these six foot four black people sitting on the sofa with her? She just disappeared. Do you know what I mean? It was it was like a was, what's that? I think it's a commercial on TV, but it was based on a film where you just go down the back of the sofa. You yes. disappear down the back of the um, sofa. Yes, Ainsley, there is an advert where someone slides down the back of the sofa, yeah. uh, and it's for a, a, a second hand car app called yeah. Kazoo. Yeah. Uh, oh, don't need oh, to be starstruck, oh. Ainsley, but I do the voiceover for that. Ad. Really? Yeah, so. <laughs> Say it for Ainsley. Yeah. Kazoo. Yeah, you can. We love you. We love you. We love you. I do recognise yeah, it. There you go. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, Kazoo, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Yeah. In your face, eh? Oh, lovely. Get that van in that oh, Kazoo, van. you can. Don't say it too much, Ainsley, otherwise it'll hire you instead. Mm. I know, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Ainsley, I'm going to read your menu back to you, see how you feel about okay. it. Okay. You want still water in a beautiful glass, no lemon, no cucumber, no nothing in it. Popping on some bread, you would like a warm bread selection with olive oil and rock salt. Starter. Say rock salt properly. Robin, so, Robin rock salt. Robin rock salt. Rock, 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 rock. <laughs> I'm just doing a Gelman. <laughs> Gelman. Uh, starter, tuna tartare, caviar, diced avocado, caramelised chilli rings on the four seasons. Main, slow, cooked lamb. And you got to get the uh, anchovies and the garlic in there. Side, cauliflower cheese, mm. drink, a gin martini, four olives, extra dry, and dessert, Gary Rhodes, bread and butter pudding. Oh, yes. That sounds fantastic. Oh, yes. Ainsley, look, we, we've been doing this podcast for a while now. We've done, like, over 100 episodes. Uh, we've been interviewed about it every now and again, and people ask us who our dream guest is. Every time we've said you. And, every uh, single time. Every single time we have said Ainsley Harriet yeah. is our dream guest. Um, I think... I can speak for all three of us. We were quite uh, nervous going into this because we were like, this is the big one. And we, we, <laughs> we, built, we really <laughs> built it. And, and, and also... Here's the alarm. Now go, 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 go. Have we imagined it too much? Have, have we overbuilt it in our head? You have exceeded our expectations. Absolutely. This has been exactly been what so we always fun. hoped it would be. Oh, and thank lovely. you so much for that because uh, we've really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, oh, It's so, so nice of you guys. Um, uh, but no, coffee's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we are. The off-menu menu of Ainsley Harriet. Everything we could have hoped for, James. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, talk about all your Christmases coming at once. Yeah. I I feel so happy. I I got everything that I wanted out of that. Absolutely everything. It was brilliant. He was wonderful. He was really good fun. Yeah. He talked to us for ages. What a guy. It was in person for the first time in a year and a bit. In person, as per his request. Yeah. And, uh, you know... I was a little nervous boy going into it. Hadn't seen anyone in person for 10 years. And he was so great. He bullied Benito immediately, said his food was shit. And yeah. I was like, this guy... This guy is... gets it. I knew it. Yeah, this guy gets it. <laughs> he really did get it. He didn't say Sammy Sardines. We didn't have to kick him out of the dream restaurant. He said yeah. anchovies. Yeah. So close. close. But anchovies are fine because those bones melt. Yeah, those bones melt. And that's what I like. What an episode. It's up there for me. In terms of, when we recorded it afterwards, I thought, ah, that's up there for me. Oh, I was giddy. It's up there for me too. There's a a few that are up there on the Mount Rushmore of Off Menu. Yeah, get the chisel. We're putting a new face on. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the the, the Mount Rushmore's made of. Meringue? Cheese. Chisel meringue is just going to shatter, isn't it? Cheese. Cheese. Yes, cheese. Yes. I'll actually let you have that one. Ainsley's book, 
Good Mood Food, or Good Mood Food, or Good Mood Food, depending on how you pronounce it, yeah. is out on September the 9th. Go and get it. That guy's a legend. Go and get it. You've got to go and get it and listen to this episode every time you cook something from it. Yes. Listen to all the songs. Yeah. All of the songs. Oh, man. Oh, the songs, the stories of uh, Ready Steady Cook, Hello Jill. I feel like we should start doing the old Calypso Twins double act, but we mm. replace things with, like, I like cheese and he likes desserts. It's not as good as Musaka and Mango, is it? Yeah, let's just keep the original lyrics. Yeah, OK. <laughs> they make less sense. Yeah. Or, uh, I did think afterwards, the only person I know who is of Jamaican and Greek descent is Jamali Maddox. That's so true. I think we could, could contact Jamali and ask him if he would just like that song and he'd just sing it on his own. <laughs> he could just do it himself. Yes. <laughs> Well, I like Musaka and I like Mango. Yeah, I like yeah. both of them. They're nice. <laughs> I actually do like both of them, but there's no... Yeah, I like of, both of them uh, from Kevin. There's no sort much. of heritage reasons for yeah. me to sing about it, really. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a way into it, material-wise. Yeah. It wouldn't really make sense for you to go on and go... Well, actually, people would definitely buy that off you. You could go on. But I went in and said... With, I love Mango and I love Musaka. People would be like, he's a genius. This guy's a genius. <laughs> Cold Misaka Hate Myself 1999 No No Cold Misaka Hate Myself Mango 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 <laughs> um, That's not a show that James is touring But I am touring a show uh, called Electric uh, And who knows I may do that song at the end uh, yes. Come and see me um, Check out my website edgamble.co.uk For tickets It starts in February 2022 Amazing We've got merch Off menu merch On the off menu website Which yes. is offmenupodcast.co.uk Yes, it is. Well done, James. Uh, yeah, go and grab yourself a little tea, a little tote bag. So, uh, thanks for listening to today. Uh, we had such a blast. Um, do come back next week for another episode of the Off Menu Podcast. See you later. Keep your tums full and your mouths open. enjoyed this podcast can i interest you in a totally different podcast that's not about food and doesn't have james acaster or ed gamble but i would say is quite fun no thank you oh okay not to worry if you change your mind at a later date yeah it's called nobody panic right um, it's hosted by me tessa Coates, and my friend stevie martin which is weirdly me <laughs> <laughs> And we tackle all kinds of how-tos, from big things to small things. How to stop saying sorry, how to poo, how to break up with someone, how to quit your job, how to relax, how to have a conversation, how to deal with unrequited love. A smorgasbord of things. Absolutely. We have a nice time. People seem to like it. If you like, you can come and see what all the fuss is about. All that fuss. What's, the, what's it called? Nobody panic. You can find it on all of the podcast apps that you would imagine it would be on. Please have a listen. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or amusing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.